It's the Smart Driving Cars podcast. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETF's Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Uh, Good morning, Fred. I guess so. (laughs) We'll start out with the advisory right at the top here, and I suppose, given the circumstances, not a big surprise. Uh, With Princeton University joining many others concerned about the spread of the coronavirus, the fourth annual Princeton Smart Driving Car Summit is being delayed until sometime after the end of June. Yep, um, uh, there was very little else that we could do or maybe that we should do depending on which side of the 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 picture you're on uh the university is uh is basically um said that we're said it's going to deal with this uh this uh thing by uh basically getting rid of all the people and all the activities and uh saying go somewhere else or don't do it uh uh we're shutting down and um and so um basically uh the the campus is closed i mean it's um it's it's just walked by the nassau hall this morning i mean it, you know it's it's almost as if the barricades have been put up and said nobody shall enter we're we're creating this this absolutely uh, uh, pure um, zone in here, but uh, it's a zone without any people. And it's it's kind of amazing to me that that's been the response of, of an entity that, uh, that basically told its community to say, uh, you know, um, uh, something bad might happen. So therefore, um, uh, we just want to get rid of you, get out of here. Uh, go take care of yourself somewhere else. Um, we're um, we're uh, shutting down, and well, I guess they, they certainly maybe aren't they, alone in, in taking that approach. They're not alone in taking that approach, but um, but one would have thought that maybe this is a this is a community and a community with enormous resources, and they might have said, "My goodness." Um, uh, maybe we can take care of our community better, at least for some on campus, than we can by uh, saying, uh, you know, get out of here. And, um, oh, well, uh, I guess we'll at some point have a debate on it. But uh, certainly um, they follow, they're following, not leading. And so um, kind of a shame. But maybe there's no lead opportunity here. And uh, um, I'm, uh, I'm uh, being... Um, um, you know, over optimistic, but they're fo- uh, but following and, and following what it seems to me that there's such there's there's no information out there. And as one of my former students, Steve Pampa, just emailed me, you know, isn't this a great uh, um, uh, great example or a study of uh, of decisions under uncertainty? <laughs> uh, there's certainly no certainty out there. There's very little data. I sort of wrote back, uh, my goodness, um, all these uh, machine learning algorithms, how well are they doing with this? But, Alan, we, we are still looking forward to uh, a great and meaningful gathering as soon as possible. Uh, I have to say the focus, moving beyond the AI and the sensors to addressing the challenges of commercialization and bringing tangible value to communities, that seems to be more important than ever in this environment. 
Uh, I think it is. It's the most important thing. This is uh, where we have to get started, and this is the real opportunity for this technology. It's it's, it's not, uh, you know, to, to make it a little bit more comfortable uh, for us when, when we drive. Of course, that's fine, uh, and we can do that, but but people are doing that, and that's happening, and, and, uh, and that industry is moving along uh, very well, thank you. Uh, but uh, the rest of it, uh, with respect to actually providing the mobility, that has to be the thrust. Uh, I had a very good meeting on Friday uh, with the mayor of Trenton and, and the Trenton Police Department. Uh, and and uh, there's real interest in, in, um, in really um, uh, getting started in this direction uh, once we're over this uh, this pandemic or whatever that we have going on and we're back to uh, some sort of normal um uh we've uh, approved our final report uh, on the av task force in new jersey um the governor has not released its contents yet uh of course because there are a lot more important things to deal with in new jersey uh right now uh, with respect to the virus uh but uh but uh there is a real um uh, welcoming environment that, that uh, or the opportunity to create a, a very welcoming environment for this technology um, in New Jersey. And as I always like to say, it's certainly not in the report, but I like to say, you know, create a, a welcome mat for this technology, for the, these uh, mobility machines uh, in New Jersey. Uh, Please come here, uh, those of you that are developing these things, uh, uh, improve the quality of life of, of New Jerseyans. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, as with any welcome mat, uh, um, wipe your feet, uh, do it responsibly. And uh, doing it responsibly means uh, maybe in the beginning, uh, the service is offered and is focused in the operational design domains are designed to serve those who, who can actually benefit the most, uh, uh, the young, the old, uh, the poor, the, um, the mobility marginalized. And I think that that's, that's the environment that I'm trying to create in New Jersey um, and in the nation and in the world. I think that's, that's the really uh, valuable thing to do. Uh, when we hold the summit, that's what that's what we'll focus on, and um, and uh, but I guess we have a we have a problem that we have to take care of uh, before we can move move on. Uh, let's take care of that problem and then and then get back to work. You know, and that leads us to the top of the latest smart driving car newsletter, Alan. Uh, the Verge is reporting that Waymo drivers say they're being discouraged from canceling robo-taxi rides during the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, these are safety drivers who are reportedly concerned about their own safety, while Waymo is strongly recommending its full-time employees, at least those who can, work from home. They and just about every other company now. Uh, the safety drivers are actually employed by a contractor, a French transit company called TransDev North America, and Alan, you've got an interesting take on all this in the newsletter. Well, I, I won't, you know, given that it's a French company, Angreve, uh, you know, um, is, <laughs> is uh, no, never mind. Uh, we won't go down that road. But um, uh, 
I think I think this is uh, this is very interesting. Yes, uh, stay home, uh, please. Um, uh, the, the The objective of the technology is to not need you, and if you don't want to be there, uh, please um, um, don't come. We'll provide the mobility without you. And I guess I I always use the elevator analogy and and. And there, there. I don't know to what extent it's lore. I haven't found the original sources. I was trying to find last night the, the New York Times articles of the, of the strike of the elevator operators in September of 1945 in New York City, um, which really uh, uh, convinced everybody that my goodness, uh, they're on strike. These things have automating automatic functions. Uh, Guess what? We don't need them. And in fact, um, uh, we might even be better off without them. And uh, are we going to look back um, uh, 20 years from now or, or in this case, uh, you know, 85 years or whatever it is or, or 75 years or whatever it is from now and, um, and, and say, my goodness, uh, this is the one good uh, uh, um, uh, contribution of coronavirus is it finally uh, nudged us uh, to take the leap and and trust the technology uh, in the right places under the right conditions uh, to go out there and provide mobility, a uh, really good mobility uh, for everyone uh, without a driver, and um, and hopefully. Um, uh, uh, Waymo will um, will sort of see that yes. Uh, um, uh, matter of fact, um, uh, we don't need you at least in the places where we've done enough testing. We might need some of you to basically do testing in in the, as we expand our operational design domains in the new areas to make sure that that we are good to go. Waymo already has some vehicles. I don't think we know exactly how many that are operating without safety drivers. Well, that, that's what they've claimed. And I, I, I guess that that is true. And, and uh, at least f- uh, for service for some people and uh, all their, all their vehicles, I guess, are capable of doing it. If some can, they all can uh, within uh, the operational design domain that they have where they feel comfortable enough to have them out there without a driver. Uh, I, I know they must be expanding that the, their area of service. So there are some areas in which um, you know they they haven't they haven't tried it enough to feel comfortable, and they of course want to try it with with a safety driver on board. Uh, so they they sort of need them for that. But of course, they can do that without people in there. So they can use the safety drivers out there uh, pretending they have customers. So it doesn't really um, um, uh, cause uh, the safety driver to be exposed to people who might have the virus and therefore get sick. So put them out there, get it so with with the virtual customers, uh, get the system so that they're comfortable that it's working, and then go out there, give the service, and say, drivers, uh, we're taking you to a new area. Uh, We're moving on. Uh, We're good to go here. So I think in the end, uh, um, 
this may be the only positive contribution uh, except for increasing the value of Clorox stock or something like that, uh, of the coronavirus. So, um, uh, yay, I'm, I'm pleased. Well, there, there are some obvious issues regarding the, the numbers of people that were needed to clean the, clean the vehicles, uh, maintain them. Uh, right now, people would say, how about in between rides, they need to be sanitized. So, Absolutely. Lots, so lots maybe they do. So maybe what you put in there is, a, is, I don't know, maybe there's an automatic sanitizing system that somebody's going to going to design for this. And, and so every time somebody, the vehicle is made empty, you, uh, you sanitize the whole thing for 15 seconds and zap it or something like that and do it. So I, I think this is, this is an opportunity for innovation. Look, so we're going to look uh, for the Kornhauser cleaner on Kickstarter any day now. <laughs> absolutely. Let's do it. I'm going to call up Clorox and say, you got any stuff and we can vapor it. And let's do it. No, seriously. Look, so I'm still doing outpatient therapy to improve my, my leg strength and, and total strength. And, and one of the, some of the exercises they make me do is I have to lie on on this bed that has a vinyl cover on it and do some leg exercises. But when I get up from that, uh, there's uh, somebody that goes in there and wipes it down and sanitizes it and then puts a little marker on it that, that that's been sanitized. So I guess that might be the new normal that, uh, that now every time you go into the New York city subway system and you get a seat, uh, and you get up and then get out at, at Penn Station. Somebody's running there and, and sanitizing the seat that you sat on. I, I don't know where we're going to go with all this. Uh, but certainly with respect to these vehicles, uh, making sure that, the, that they are clean and they are pleasant and that they are a welcoming environment for the customers is going to be part of the task of the company that's out there managing these things and providing the mobility. So yes, there are plenty of jobs that will be need need to be done uh, of people to uh, clean the vehicles or or make sure that they're maintained properly. And the jobs will be created here, new jobs. Uh, the jobs will be focused on making sure there's a welcoming environment associated with the use of these vehicles. I mean, means they'll have to be clean. Uh, they'll have to certainly uh, be maintained, uh, both the hardware and the software. Uh, and special requests and needs of, of people need to be uh, would need to be addressed, uh, uh, but uh, they won't be drivers. And uh, given that uh, these will then uh, provide uh, mobility to uh, so many more people, uh, uh, that in fact uh, um, the industry uh, will create jobs as opposed to. Uh, uh, being um, uh, being one that, that removes jobs, the jobs that it's taking away is us working for nothing, driving ourselves. Uh, uh, those numbers are, aren't in any employment records, and so on. So, so um, that's what's being removed, uh, not the not the uh, train operators on New Jersey Transit. So, um, I think uh, there's great opportunity for this technology. Well, we'll continue in just a moment, but this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. You can get more information at MOTOETF.com. 
ETFs, if you aren't familiar with them, can be a good way to spread risk while investing in a category of stocks. I encourage you to check out the white paper titled The Smart Transportation Revolution at MOTOETF.com under the Insights and News tab to learn more about the focus. More important now than ever. Alan, the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, the IIHS, is out with a set of safety recommendations on the design of partially automated driving systems. They're emphasizing the need to keep drivers focused on the road, even while the vehicle does much of the driving. Absolutely. I mean, this has always been the case, and and it's uh, somewhat been irresponsible of the manufacturers and their marketing uh, of their technology that they've sort of indicated uh, that, in fact, you didn't have to pay attention. And maybe uh, to some of us who uh, maybe projected some futures and, and, and people confused uh, driverless mobility were, in fact, uh, you, you, you don't have an opportunity to intervene. Uh, you don't want to be there. It's, it's like the old uh, thing associated with, with uh, car mechanics. You know, uh, if, if uh, I get to do the work on your car by myself, then it's 100 bucks an hour. If, if you watch, it's 150 bucks an hour. And if you help, it's 250 bucks an hour. You know, um, uh, this whole thing is is uh, that's that's one technology. It's not the technology that any consumer is going to be able to go out there and buy. Uh, you get this stuff that you you're the one that's responsible for it. It's it's you're the the buck stops with you, and so you have to maintain that vigilance. And that needs to be said um, in in case people didn't hear it. Uh, needs to be said over and over again, and I, I, uh, I commend uh, the um, the um, IIHS for coming out there and saying this is what we have, and everybody should stop talking about level three. Level three is never going to happen. Uh, you know, I'll say it here: it just isn't. Uh, there's no manufacturer that's going to go out there and say, hey, uh, you can be as irresponsible as you want to be in the use of this technology. We've got you covered. Uh, no, nobody. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe there's a company out there who would, who would put such a product out there. Either the company's going to be in control and you're back there and, uh, you know, for, along for the ride and, um, and uh, no help from you, please uh, stay out of the way. Or, hey, this is on you. You're the responsible one. Uh, and pay attention. Uh, uh, so, uh, again, everybody needs to say this. If somebody wants to put it out there in regulation, I'd, I'd certainly su- uh, support it. Uh, this this thought that that my goodness uh, uh, we can just uh, turn the system on, hop in the back seat, and do whatever, and um, and uh, and then have the company who who sold us this product uh, say, oh, we'll be responsible for making sure that uh, that um, that you can do that, but 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 you're the one that's maintaining it, and you're the one that's that's. Uh, that's made sure that all the systems uh, are updated and so on isn't going to happen. You know, they hi- they happen. highlight GM Super Cruise, Alan, which we've talked about, uh, which monitors where a driver is looking 
But the report also says the 2021 version of the system will automatically change lanes without requiring the driver's hands to be on the wheel. And they're not a fan of that. In fact, they're saying here that just because technology can accomplish certain tasks that humans usually perform, that doesn't mean it should. <laughs> well, we've been saying that for some time, haven't we, Fred? Absolutely. I mean, that's that stupid summon. Okay, sure, you can get the car to do it and, and squeeze into a parking space, but, you know, is that really what you want? Is that, you know, to change lanes, to actually turn the steering wheel and put yourself in another lane? I mean, look... Um, uh, if you're the responsible one, you can do that. I mean, uh, you're, you're not you're, you're not uh, so lazy that you can't do that piece. Yeah, when you're on the New Jersey Turnpike and and it's uh, stop and go traffic, it would be really nice that if the car just did all that, what is really work, or uh, kept you uh, between the two white lines, which is which for me is real work. What I, I, I'm like a, I do serpentine movements when I go down, down the road. I bounce from one side to the other, to the other, to the other. Um, my goodness, uh, uh, control systems should be able to do that better than I can do it. So please do it for me. But I've got to pay attention in case, uh, my goodness, uh, I should be able to, um, to uh, keep the... Uh, save the system in case it was uh, it was uh, beginning to fail, uh, but um, but there's there's really a problem with that one. Um, you know, to think that that uh, that we're actually better than these systems is is uh, uh, may not be the case. So we're probably better off just having the system drive for us. And in that case, don't intervene. Go along for the ride. It's good. It, it's, it works so well that it will, it will get you there more safely than you can get there by yourself. Well, hopefully we'll be talking more about the IIHS uh, report here in the weeks to come. Alan, uh, Tesla CEO Elon Musk this past week announced via Twitter that the company has made its one millionth car, a red Model Y, uh, the company's new crossover vehicle that's just starting to ship. Big accomplishment. Absolutely, and that's why I put it in there. It is a substantial accomplishment. And so, you know, <clears throat> they're a player, in case anybody didn't realize it. And and congratulations. Tesla, meanwhile, like so many other companies, is having to cope with the coronavirus, what it means for sales, for employees. Shares have tumbled from those lofty highs last month. Uh, they certainly aren't alone here. They aren't alone, and and you know, if if I hey, it may turn out that in fact uh, the the plant in Shanghai has been operating and is producing cars. I you know I don't know why we don't have sort of um, uh, drone uh, photos of what the stream of cars are that are coming out of that facility, uh, so that uh, so that we have a good estimate as to what the production rates um, have been over the, over the past month and this quarter out of that. Uh, maybe Adam Jonas uh, has seen them, and uh, that's how he came up with, with his estimate. Uh, but um, I'm surprised that, uh, that they aren't out there, uh, that there isn't somebody out there doing that and, and making that information available. 
um, if that plant has been in operation for any substantial amount of time during this this quarter, then their numbers are going to be um, are going to be uh, pretty reasonable, and there might be an enormous bounce. Uh, but again, <laughs> this is decision under uncertainty, and uh, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty here. Actually, there's uh, almost no data, so it's uh, it's totally uncertain. You know, Jonas has cut his estimate for the quarter to 452,000 vehicles. He had previously estimated 500,000, so that would be a significant drop. Maybe tough to uh, report another profit this quarter. Tough for a lot of companies to do that, I suppose, right now. It's going to be tough for a lot of companies. And in the end, uh, you know, this is this is all what's going to do is build up, um, you know, pent up demand. And w- once we get over all the hysteria associated with the, this virus, uh, then um, then all of a sudden uh, it's going to be back. So hopefully I can borrow a bunch of money and I'll be uh, I'll be a buyer. Well, we should uh, mention there have also been reports that Tesla is looking around at sites in the U.S. to build new factories for the Cybertruck and the Model Y, uh, two different factories. I saw one report that Nashville's under consideration for the truck factory. And uh, after that horrible tornado dev- devastation, they could really use a boost, I suppose. Yeah, and those are all very good, and and uh, and apparently uh, also the Shanghai facility is under uh, some kind of expansion because apparently we do have a um, a drone view of of uh, that whole operation. So in some sense, if uh, if one does want to some some data that that uh, begins to look into the future, one can look at at, at the investment that's being made. Uh, in terms of the, the production facilities, it seems as if uh, these vehicles, if produced, are being purchased. And, uh, and this, uh, this is, in, in a sense, uh, up to this point, without doing a lot on the, on the price side. In other words, without doing a lot of uh, promotion and, um, and deals out there. It seems as if people are paying list prices and um, and uh, the days of uh, government uh, kickbacks are somewhat over i guess and people are buying these things because apparently um, uh, they're good things to buy so um, uh, the the limit on 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 all that is is how many can be produced rather than how many buyers are showing up uh, uh, wanting them I, yeah, I, don't, I don't think I don't think Musk has spent uh, ten cents on on advertising. He hasn't had to. He's got Twitter. <laughs> he doesn't need to. He's he's figured out the Trump approach to this. All he has to do is go out there and make some statements, and everybody you know repeats them. So you know why should why should he spend money on advertising? He doesn't need to. And finally, from the half baked section of the Smart Driving Car newsletter. Uh, comes a report from the AAA on a new survey that says only 12% of drivers would feel safe riding in a car that drives itself. 28% said they don't know how they feel about the technology. So the headline here in the report reads, consumers are stuck in neutral on the road to accepting self-driving cars. And uh, Alan, we've talked about surveys like this before. 
we've talked about surveys like this before, and the question is, is uh, when AAA presented this to the people, what did they present a self-driving car as? If, if, it's a, if it's a Tesla with autopilot or it's a Cadillac or with super cruise, people are just buying them, including, including uh, Subarus with eyesight and so on. And apparently loving them and not even knowing what they have or and how to use it and so on, and they are out there gobbling that stuff up. Uh, if if by self-driving, uh, they're talking about a driverless mobility machine that provides mobility, uh, then in, and and people uh, uh, don't know how to how to intervene and take over it and and do it. Uh, well, and you use it. Well, you're not supposed to um, think of it as as flying on an airplane. You know, you don't run up there and tell the pilot what to do. The thing takes you there. You, you get in, you sit down, you, you get to where you're going, you get up, you get out and you leave it. Same thing you do with an elevator. Uh, whether or not there was a pilot up there or not, uh, hey, they could have faked it and maybe there wasn't. Uh, you you never know the difference. So um, the, the question is, in all these surveys, uh, what did it present? Given that it's AAA, it's probably some vision of owning uh, a, a car, uh, what people have called level three, uh, that in fact um, um, supposedly allows you uh, to fall asleep or whatever, um, uh, do all your 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 texting uh, while it drives and you don't pay attention, but all of a sudden you have to pay attention again. Um, uh, those are those are th that transition is enormously difficult. Uh, it's been pointed out to be enormously difficult uh, for many years, and I think uh, probably it's impossible. And and we may find legislations. Uh, at the state level, if not federal level, that in fact, in fact, um, uh, prohibits that kind of technology to be on the streets. Uh, if it's yours, uh, you're responsible. You pay attention. If you're being provided a, a ride and you're paying for that ride, then it's the person that's the, the the entity that's delivering that ride to you. They're the responsible entity. They're the ones that, um, uh, that that you can point the finger to. Just sit back and enjoy it. Uh, those are the two options with this technology, and um, and I think uh, uh, the sooner we start focusing on one or the other or both of those, um, uh, we'll all be uh, much better off. And uh, we want to remind our listeners again, Alan, that all of this will be discussed at the. Fourth annual Princeton Smart Driving Car Summit. The thing is, we don't know when that's going to be just now. It's been postponed uh, from May uh, because of the coronavirus situation. So keep listening and following the newsletter for updates. In the meantime, we hope all of you are healthy and stay healthy. Uh, absolutely. Uh, that's, of course, what we hope. Uh, we certainly don't want you to go through what I went through. Uh, but that wasn't with uh, the covarious. That was with uh, with Legionnaire's uh, bacterial pneumonia. So you definitely don't want to do that. Uh, but um, we're, we're also continuing to work, even though we don't have the summit. Uh, we're continuing to work uh, uh, with the city of Trenton, with uh, with New Jersey, and so on. 
to basically uh, create a welcoming environment for this technology in New Jersey uh, so that we can uh, all begin to to not just talk about um, this technology, but actually uh, have the, this technology improve our our lives and and, and uh, improve uh, uh, the living in, in in not only New Jersey but the metropolitan area and the whole country and the whole world. So that's really what we're trying to do with this, and uh, let's keep working at it. Absolutely, Alan, and that will wrap up this edition. Thanks to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs. Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO. And more information is available at MOTOETF.com. You can find us at SmartDrivingCar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. Ask your smart speaker to play us too. You can find my tech reports at Textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone. Have a great weekend.